Cameron, I want to play a game of what to drink. Okay. Um, however, mm-hmm. I just finished it. Oh, no. So, Cameron, what you drink? Well, as I have been for the last six, seven weeks or so, water. This oh. time in a Chick-fil-A cup. Oh. There you go. There you go. You know, when I was in the hospital with my intestinal blockage. Mm-hmm. Lovely um, time. And they wouldn't let me drink anything. I think I've probably told this story on this podcast before. Probably. But who knows? Um, I literally had hallucination of a Chick-fil-A water cup full of ice water. Wow. Like, like my, I would be so uncomfortable and on morphine, and mm-hmm. my mouth would so dry that I, like, literally could, like, feel the styrofoam and condensation on my hand. And it was just, like, so... There's a special place in my heart for ice water for Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I got that good ice, that I pellet think, ice. I think it had something to do with that. So I suppose I will play What Was I Drinking? What were you drinking? Cameron, I discovered in the last week a margarita recipe that is the greatest drink I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Would Jimmy Buffett approve? I, I mean, it's not like a frozen margarita. I don't know what kind of margaritas J- Jimmy Buffett may- drink. I don't think he really specifies. But you're going on vacation soon, so you need to you need to make this recipe. Okay. Well, I still can't really drink it, but you know. Oh, you're not doing any alcohol? No. Oh, Cameron, I didn't know. It's all right though. I got friends and family. Okay, just family at this thing. Cameron, but this is a really good margarita. Maybe it'll be worth the pain. I don't want to torture you. Babe. It's fine. I'm stronger than yesterday. Um. Now, some of you at home may know a margarita recipe similar to this. See, I've always used triple sec when I'm making my margaritas. Mm-hmm. Or like a margarita mix. Um, because a margarita mix is okay. There's nothing... Yeah, it, can be, it can be fine. Um, but uh, I've started doing my recipe thusly. A pinch of salt into the shaker. Yeah. Uh, a half an ounce of simple syrup. Um, I've also used passion fruit syrup, but I haven't gotten the... The, the ratio uh, right? The ratio just right. It makes it far too sweet if I do the full half. So I'm working on that. Uh, three-fourths of an ounce of lime juice. And then here's the thing. Get rid of that triple sec. Get it out of here. Beat it, triple sec. Three-fourths of an ounce of Cointreau. Have you ever had Cointreau? Yes, that's what we used to make our margaritas. Uh, oh, we make them. You are wise. Ooh. See, I always Ooh, that. And uh, let me just go check what's in our freezer. Because they're really good. These are our main two liquors. We have Cointreau and Cuervo. Okay. Well, see, and the last thing I was going to tell you is you get a really high-quality Reposado tequila. Mm-hmm. This is a tequila Reposada. Yeah, you got to go Reposado. A lot of people use Blanco, but that's you just want to get drunk in that point. Rookie mistake, if you ask me. Yeah, but I've got a really nice Reposado. Um and yeah, I paid for it. Every time I drink this drink, it's probably, I'm probably $15, $17. Wow. Um, but it is so worth it. But then the trick I've learned, I put in a dash of orange bitters into my mm-hmm. shake. That really goes well with the Cointreau. And it is, you shake it up, you measure your ingredients, then you shake it, shake that thing up. Oh, man. It is 
Like I've made some good drinks in my life, but the this balance cool. the balance of this drink is perfect. I'm gonna put these back in the freezer because they're making my hands cold. Yeah. Okay, burr. Now, I've why made. do you keep them in the freezer? So they're nice and cold. I don't know. Interesting. I just well, feel like it wouldn't dilute well. Well, I mean, it doesn't freeze. No, I know. But, like, part of the shaking process is diluting your cocktail. But if you're... Why would I want to dilute it? Give it to me straight. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, only only weak, weak men. I'm, I'm not a weak man. I, you know, I, I, this is how weak... This is how man talks. This is how man shoots stick. That's how, that's how, and they have to be from Brooklyn. Only... Really men, <laughs> are men are men. Um, men are men, and I don't know. That's all. Uh, yeah, but that you guys, you all gotta try that margarita recipe. It's so good. It's so good. You heard it here first. I uh, I've always used triple sec in my mai tais, um, and now that I know what a superior product Quantro is to triple sec, I cannot wait to start making mai tais with. I look forward to hearing uh, your results. Um, but this has been Chance's Cocktail Corner. Yeah, a seminal favorite of our show. I mean, since Cameron doesn't drink anything anymore, it can't be what you're drinking. My secret recipe, water. Brought to you by Cork World. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. So well, the sponsor today, there was a man who appeared at my door. He only had one arm, and he had an envelope with cash that said, this is for the episode this week. Oh. But the brought to you by the company is out, out of business. But they set aside these funds to sponsor because they told me I would know when the time was right that oh. I was the crew to deliver this to your house in order to pay for the sponsorship. I um, see. I didn't get any of that scratch. Well, you know, I was going to tell you about it now, and so we can fund your uh, drinking habits. Um, that's good. That's good. I'm actually buying a bar cart soon, so <laughs> um, it's true. We cleaned out a closet because I don't have any place for my alcohol, and we can put a lock on the closet. That's nice. So I'm just, whatever I can fit on a bar cart is what I get to keep. And anything else, bye bye. it, it can't be there. So you are funding my job. Give me money. Yeah. Give Chance money, everyone. Did I already tell the story of when I was in Dallas and I didn't buy a board game? No, I don't think so. It was one of the most shameful days of my life. Um, sounds like it. I was in Dallas and I went to just my perfect store. Um, huge board game selection, an entire like imported from Japan gotcha wall Ooh, um, with, cool. with all of like the fun specialty gotchas. Mm-hmm. Um, huge like Pokemon plush session, all of the card games you could imagine. Where is this? Name it. Uh, I don't remember. It's it's in like north northwest Dallas. Um, let me look. You got to give us those details. Let me look. 
Why did it zoom out that much? It's called Common Ground Game. Is this a Christian coffee shop? Secretly? No, that would be Holy Grounds. Yeah, Holy Grounds. Exactly. Nothing common about them. Um, but yeah, so it was like my ideal store. And I spent probably an hour just like walking around, convinced the people we were with to buy a few board games. Mm-hmm. Did they um, have Gundams? They didn't have Gundams. It was their mm-hmm. great flaw. Um, but it was still pretty darn close. Um, and, and yeah, so I was just exploring this store, having a good time. Um, they were having a pre-release um, draft of the new Pokemon set mm-hmm. that wasn't quite out yet. Um, and so I watched people play that for a little while. I mean, I was just on my element, but my wife kept asking me, oh, are you going to buy a game? And I was like, I just don't really know what's out right now. Like, if True. I see an expansion or something to something that I I like, then sure. But I don't think I, – I, I just don't know. So I'm walking around, and I end up leaving empty-handed. I talked to my – I talked to the friends we were with into, like, three games. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk yourself into one. I couldn't. I couldn't talk myself into one. Um, and then across the store, the wife of the couple we were with sees a store that I've never heard of. It is a crate and barrel outlet store. Never heard of crate and barrel before? No. Really? Even to this this day, I kind of think people are making it up. Well, I guess not anymore. Um, And she's like, I didn't even know crate and barrel had outlets. Let's go. I was like, whatever. And I I was like, what kind of store is it? And they're like, well, it's kind of like like if Pier 1, Pier 1? Pier 1. Sure, why not? Uh, if it had kitchen supplies too, <laughs> I was like, I didn't understand. Oh, it I think it's maybe like a step down from Pottery Barn. Sure, maybe how I would describe it. Um, yeah, no, I, I uh, never heard of it. And when she said that, I was like, I didn't understand a single word you just said. Uh, because I don't really, I'd, I've seen pure ones before, mm-hmm. um, but I've never been into one. So we go into this store. And I'm just walking. I'm like, oh, there's stuff here. Cool. And then I find a um, citrus juicer. I was like, oh, I've been wanting one of these. You got to juice your citrus. Um, Because I had been like making my cocktails by juicing it by hand. So I was like, oh, okay, I want one of these. And I grab it. And then I find a bar spoon. And it's an outlet, so everything's like half off. Mm -hmm. I found this bar spoon that's really cool, really high quality. Are you a great Mills mom? No. I, I, I don't know where we were, but, and it had a muddler at the end. And I was like, this is a really cool bar spoon. I'm taking this too. And then I found a Boston shaker for really good cheap, which I was wanted. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting this too. And then I found a really neat jigger. And I just like, I like grab all this stuff. And as I'm paying, my wife goes, so you didn't buy anything at the board game store, but you're buying like a hundred dollars worth of stuff at Crate and Barrel. <laughs> Chance. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I, I was. I was ashamed. I'm disgusted. I also spent a lot of time looking at the cocktail glasses because I don't have any. Well, you know, get your cocktail glasses to collect your tears. I, I know. You've changed. You're not the same chance that I started this podcast with. I, I was at a perfect chance store and I bought some. And they didn't even buy anything at Great and Barrel. I did. This is like a flip-flop. You got them to buy stuff at the store for you, and you bought stuff at the store for them. Yeah, that's true. You freaky Friday did, man. 
it was it was a thing. I was I walked out like, am I am I having an identity crisis right now? Maybe. So, man, I just feel like I haven't done anything fun. Like I'm just, it's been pretty chill. You know, been to the science museum a couple times. That's not that exciting to talk about. Do you have a member membership? Because those are expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. My sister works there, and so she got us one for Christmas. Oh, didn't know your sister worked there. Didn't mm-hmm. know she lived in the city, actually. Yeah, she moved back. Oh, fun. She also works at the zoo during the school year. Oh, interesting. I mean, they're right next door, so. What does she do at said? Um, apparently, the zoo has a preschool or like a pre-K at the zoo. And so she works there part-time and then does stuff at the science museum the other part of the time. She just does stuff. Yeah, just she stuff. Does, she does stuff and things. You know, sciencey things, experiments, and variables. Does she help the kids grow third arms, become Spider-Man? Sometimes. Okay. Um, we would be having an Across the Spider-Verse watch if Cameron had seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. He calls himself You know, I go to science museums and the like. Get yourself a sitter and go see Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Just need to see it. My four-year-old really wants to see it. I know you said it might be a bit too heavy for him. I don't know. Because I was... While we were watching, one of the things I was very aware of was would my six-year-old like this? Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like, the very beginning has a lot of boring stuff in it, and the very end has a lot of boring stuff in it. Like, boring, like... Let's be real. They liked and sat through Mario. I think they can handle boring stuff. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't think boring... Like, I'm talking, like, kid boring. Well, I thought Mario was kind of kid boring. Hmm, I did not, but... I was like, I they did a good job. I'm not complaining. I, I guess I am complaining. But it was just like, I don't know. This could be so much more interesting. I mean, it could be. But that's kind of the thing, though. Like, there was always something to grab your eye. There was always something to grab your attention in that game. Mm -hmm. But they just played it so safe. They did. But your kids don't care if they play it. I mean, they made like a billion dollars. So what do they care? What I think. But this movie, like, there's a lot of, like, like, it starts in a very, like, existential place for Gwen Stacy. And, like... Then it really focuses in on like just Miles and his parents, mm-hmm. like in their relationship with each other, and then it ends in kind of a real feel- philosophical like forty minutes. Yeah, sounds like a perfect kids movie. I mean, do you remember the kids movie? I remember growing up watching The Little Nemo and The Neverending Story. The bad guy in The Neverending Story is non-existence. I don't know. Yes, that's true. I, I, maybe, maybe they will. Like, I really think. Like, there's a fight with the vulture that would be super fun, and Miles' fight with the spot that's been in all the trailers. Mm-hmm. That's super fun. And everything in, like, the Spider-Man world, I think my kids would love. My kid would love. Kid, uh, excuse me? <laughs> um, you a kid? Did you get a kid at Crate and Barrel? I did. I got it. they, like, Wayfair and they sell kids? And I loved every second of the movie. I. It's hard to say because it doesn't have an ending because it's a part one of two. Um, it's hard to say without it having like a concrete ending, but if the next one is as high quality, it's way better than the first one, which is already one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. I think, I mean, I just read something from the directors, whoever they are, Christopher Lord or whatever, um, where they were talking about superhero movies in particular and just uh, talking like audiences can't just live on, you know, cameos and Easter eggs. 
which is what so much of superhero movies have become. Uh-huh. We can make a so-so movie, but hey, did you see that Cosmo, the super astronaut dog, was in the background? Hey, hey, isn't that enough? And it's like, no, it's really not. Like, you need to, you know, create something of substance. I, and, I don't know. This movie has a lot of, hey, did you see who's in the background? I mean, there there is a lot of that, too. You have literally an entire multiverse of Spider-Man. Yeah. The There's some really cool stuff about this movie. Like, there's some real cool stuff. Um just like the way people move. Like I didn't notice it the first several times I watched it, but now I notice it every time that like miles in the first one moves one pose every two frames where everyone else moves like a, a changes with pose every frame. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just to show like miles is out of step with everybody. Um, and I think that's really neat um, that they did that, but there's a character in this one, like miles moving it, uh, one pose every two frames. Everyone else is moving one for one. And there's a character in this one that's supposed to be like out of step with everybody who moves one pose every three frames. Mm-hmm. So you can really feel it. Yeah, you can like, and he he interacts with the main cast quite a bit. So it's like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, like, I'm sure. That's pretty cool. The way I he's moving that. is jarring, but it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know the girl who plays Gwen, I forget her. Haley Steinfeld. Sure. She talked in an interview and it's really true about how, whenever she's in her world, the whole background is basically a mood ring. Um, and if you like watch the background while that, while the sequences in her world are happening, it's true. Like the whole thing is like mm-hmm. reflecting the mood. Should I take a little mood ring chart with me? <laughs> oh, it's mean. That means, I'll just listen to the Reliant K song a bunch. Yeah, that's good. And when it's green, it simply means that she is really stressed. Basically, what I mean is Gwen Stacy's in a red line cover cover band. Uh-huh. Good. Um, so yeah, it's I'm a saying emotional girls should all get mood rings. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? That's not sexist. No. Because you know, they're just emotional. It's really good. You should watch it. Um and, and take your kids. Maybe they'll love it. I don't know. I re- I, I honestly don't. Neither Nikki nor I could cons- could confidently say. Yeah, I don't know. Could be fun, though. Mm-hmm. We usually like to go to the $2 kid movies. Because mm-hmm. um, they're $2, and I sneak in their lunch. Sure. And by sneak in, I mean I literally am carrying a backpack with their lunch inside. It's not much sneaking. It's just the movie theater employee doesn't care. No. Nor should they. Nor should they. Um, and if you're thinking to yourself, wow, these guys have gone on over 20 minutes about nothing related to this episode... Um, hey, how are you? We we understand this is a Boy Meets World podcast. Maybe not first and foremost. Ah. Second, second and foremost. Maybe third and foremost. Um, if anyone said that to us, I would um, I would say a callback to the first season. What are you, new? <laughs> yes, if you're just joining us right now, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of episodes before this one. And it should come as no surprise that we spent all this time talking about Quantro and uh, Spider-Verse, which I've not even seen. That's true. I was given a review. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. Do um, I need to give you a review of the Captain Underpants movie that I saw last week? Oh, you really don't. It's not very good. <laughs> no. I, if you're gonna watch, If you're going to watch a Captain Underpants property, watch the TV show on Netflix because it's pretty good. It's, it's grosser. I feel like there's more potty humor 
I mean, the main villain in the movie is a character named Professor Poopy Pants, um, and he's doing evil things. But it surprisingly wasn't that much potty humor that I was expecting. But there's a lot of potty humor in the Netflix TV show. But I feel like the characters at least sound like kids. And Ooh. Captain Underpants sounds crazy. I think he was voiced by Ed Helms in the movie, who has a certain sort of whimsical flair to his voice, but it just wasn't quite right. It's The idea of a Captain Underpants property is weird to me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, outside of animation, the canonical what is Captain Underpants is a grown man and authority figure who takes off his clothes in front of children. Yeah, he is brain. He is he has been hypnotized by a hypno ring. I mean, yeah, I guess he's not in full control of his faculties, but still, they're pretty big underpants. I mean, they're they are pretty big underpants. <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm not trying to defend it. Um, and Dave Pilkey's other big property is about a police dog, so I don't know. All cops are bad. Seems iffy. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about Boy Meets World. And I think the reason we're kind of avoiding it, not really avoiding it, but I was looking at the run times of the episodes in the season of Boy Meets World, season seven. And all of them clock in at 22 minutes, except for this one, which is 19 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And if you take off the, the opening credits and the closing credits, you're looking at like 17 and a half minutes tops. Yep. It's like the writers didn't even care that much. No. And then... And to chance, there, ask, me if, ask me if this is a bad episode of Boy Meets World. Is this a bad episode of Boy Meets World? Positively not. Ask me if this is a great episode of Boy Meets World. Is is this a great episode of Boy Meets World? Positively not. Yeah. Yeah, I... Not gonna lie, in our current cultural climate, not looking forward to this one. <laughs> no. This one, I saw the, the title, I saw the card, and I'm like, ooh. Um, let me just say up front, if you are in Tennessee and you are listening to this, you need to turn it off right now. This episode of our show and the episode of Boy Meets World is illegal in the state of Tennessee. Is it really? Aren't, aren't, aren't drag shows well, illegal yes. in Tennessee? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or you could be cool and underground. Yeah. We'll never tell. Um, I, I was, like Chick Like Me, pleasantly surprised by this episode. Um, we should definitely have a gender queer person here, <laughs> mm-hmm. by the way. Um, that is our bad, our failure, um, out there. So we're going to do the best we can. Um, but no, nothing in this episode was too offensive. I would say the end, the, the, the culmination may not hit the best, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Like how they won in the end, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was not, it was not the, oh no, that I was, Mm-hmm. Which is kind of how we felt like with chick like me of just like, oh, this yeah. is going to be real bad, and then we're like, oh, you know, actually, it's pretty good. It kind of holds up. Yeah, no, I I actually think chick like me is less problematic than this one. Um, not unproblematic, but but for some reason the writers felt that we needed another like cross dressing episode. It's true. I, I think they felt like not doing it to Eric was a disservice. Mm-hmm. Great disservice. So how about you give us a synop of the episode? And then um, can... Eric and Jack bust up an illegal rave, and the guy's going to kill him. Um, the guy who was throwing it, I guess. And uh, so they decide to go undercover as women so that he won't find them and kill them. Um, and Corey and Topanga 
learn a lesson about communication and truth-telling. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> I'm happy for them. I, I am as well. Good. It's a good thing to learn, you know, in your marriage. It is. It is. And, and a hard thing to learn. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps a thing we should have spent a little more time on. Yeah, I would have. I honestly, I could have. I could have taken a little bit more Corey in this one. Yeah, um, just coming right out and saying it. it their storyline is very much the preferred storyline of this episode. Uh huh. Unfortunately, it gets very little time. It gets. It, it might as well not be there. Might as well. But it does cross over with the main story um, in some perplexing ways. Mm-hmm. So we'll cover it in order, I guess. I suppose, if I can remember the order. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but this is a Jack and Eric story. Um, right when we needed it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a nice little nod to continuity at the very beginning. Um, Jack and Eric are in the student union, but Jack is not in uniform and Eric is. Yes, because he's been fired. Uh-huh. Um, so perhaps he was just visiting his buddy after hours. Um, Cameron and I have been kicked out of the student union at night before. Mm-hmm. Um, playing hide and seek, was it? Yeah, we were playing hide and seek with a big group. Yeah, they just, you know, the, the fun police. Yeah. They just no, us get out of here, fun havers. Um, yes, but there's this rave going on, so they break in, and the guy's like, how many people are we looking? Like a big crowd? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I passed out over 300 flyers, so it'll be a big crowd. Like, yeah, lots of chicks. Lots of money, lots of chicks. Totally illegal. Just the way I like it. <laughs> something like that. You know, something maniacal. And it, you know, Crazy Luther is a handsome fella. I feel like he's got a he's got a look. He is again another like, why does this show think bad boys are fifties actors? Yeah. He does he does have sort of that Harley vibe. A little bit. Uh, yeah, they're they're all like leather jacket, like what is that a pompadour? I don't feel like he had a pompadour. He definitely had a large. I'm looking him up right now. Crazy Luther, Boy Meets World. Surely there's a picture on the wiki. You would you would think. You would think I might be wrong. Oh yeah, he does. I mean, I feel like his haircut looks pretty modern. Like it, it looks like what I would see on students today. Really? Yeah. It's not it's not slicked in any way. It's just like really short on the sides and longer on top. I'm looking. I'm looking. But he's portrayed by a man. I looked up who he was, Andrew Levitas. So I was like, who is this guy? And he doesn't really act much anymore. He's a professor at NYU, um, but he's an artist. Um, he produces films and directs films, um, but hasn't really starred in anything since 2011. Huh. Mm. I mean... Okay, but it's like teased out up front. Like I guess, but I mean that seems pretty normal. Like that that's just a normal guy haircut. I don't know. With the sideburns and the short sides and the like popped out up top, that's definitely going for like a more fifties vibe. That's not what I took away from it. It's not slicked at all. It's not you know, it's just it's a normal men's haircut. You find me a dude on the street who's got those sideburns. And that, like, popped out top of his hair. Okay. I'll go to the college when college is in session. I bet I'll find him. Everywhere. Maybe, but they're not going to be common. 
Anyway, I feel like he's got way too much of a 50s vibe. Um, but I kind of feel like Campbell and Dan does too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that alter, uh, like an alternate 50s vibe. I mean, the leather like, jacket makes sense. This episode came out in December. It's cold. You wear a leather jacket. I guess. In the cold times. Um, I think that the writers of the show had one very specific bully, and that's all they know how to do. <laughs> this is the bad boy stereotype. Yeah. I'm pretty he's, sure um, he's Danny Zuko. Hold on. I need to look up one more thing. Because Dan, Gambling Dan was wearing like like a bowling shirt, right? Perhaps. So he's more of a griff. Ah, there's only one. Okay, he's wearing like a... Sh- wow. It's not what I pictured Gambling Dan in. He's wearing a... Okay, he's wearing a short sleeve. <gasps> no. Yes. Yes, even that. The forearms. No. You can't see the forearms on a Boy Meets World bad boy. Ah, I'm having trouble finding a good picture. But yeah, he's wearing like a bowling shirt. And I feel like Harley, when he wasn't wearing his leather jacket, was also wearing a bowling shirt. Maybe that's all they had in the wardrobe. I feel like we're getting really hung up on this. You brought up his appearance. That just said he was a nice looking guy. I just, I feel like this is like the third dude. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe when Michael Jacobs was a kid... He was bullied by a greaser. <laughs> and so he's like, in every one of my things, the bully will be a greaser because they're bad people. Because they're bad people. Um, yeah. Maybe he had to read The Outsiders as a, as a youth and he just really didn't like it. And so he said, I'm going to make these guys be the bad guys in everything I make. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame because The Outsiders is great. Maybe um, Hinton, I forget her first name. S.E. Oh, yes, S.E. Um, maybe she broke his heart. Maybe. So he's like, I'll show her. <laughs> I'll break all the greasers everywhere. <laughs> That's probably it. That's got to be it. Um, But Crazy Luther is going to throw this party and Eric and Jack are like, That's crazy. That's crazy Luther. <laughs> and Eric is like, The stereo guy? He's like, No, the one who nibbled, bit off his brother's finger. Maybe gnawed off his brother's finger. And he's like, Oh. So er, er, Jack goes to call the cops. Yeah, they seem to think they're going to be very cool for breaking up an illegal rave. Yeah. What is well, they're that? like, this is who the school's been trying to bust for all this time. Yeah, we'll be heroes? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, heroes to the man. Heroes <laughs> to the man, Eric? Well, see, he's, he's in a healthy relationship with the chancellor's daughter. <laughs> so you know he's he's part of the establishment at this point. He's in a he's in a healthy relationship with the chancellor's daughter. I forget that. <laughs> I'm in a healthy relationship. Um, so they do, and then the scene we get a flip, and uh, the police have Crazy Luther, and Eric is just letting him have it. They're just like, "Ha ha, we got you." Yeah, and then they're like, and then he he's saying like, "We'll never see him again." He's going to jail, and he's like. No, he's not. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. We stopped him before he did. Which this is where it doesn't make sense. Because they've said they've been doing this like over and over again. um, And they've finally been caught. So they should be. But here the police have him. And as soon as Jack says they don't have a reason to take him, they just let him go and walk off. They're like, okay, I don't need to have a problem here. Which doesn't seem very police-like. It seems perfectly police-like. Well, to not want to do anything, but also to have a chance to, you know. No, Cameron, they were only looking for him because they thought he wasn't a white guy. They found out he was white, 
That's not what the police were made for. Well, he had a black guy in his crew. He got let go, too. Yeah, a black guy who works for a white guy? The police are down for that. Okay. Um, but I would just think they're like, hey, we can at the very least ticket these guys to get some revenue. No. Or no, you tell me. There's minorities to tax. I guess. Um, but these guys should have money. You Everyone know, at home, this is a joke, but also the police are racist. It's been established. I don't know. But they just, they're very eager to leave. Yes. They're like, oh, we don't have to do this? Okay, bye. Um, and then Luther's crew comes in and they're all looking real mad. He's just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with you guys. I'm going to let you go about your lives and then I'm going to kill you. Oh yeah. Let you think you're safe. Mm-hmm. And then you're dead. Um, we get the opening credits and then Jack runs into his apartment panic. Yes. He's like, he's, he's going to be there. He's going to find me. And he's, um, he's like, where's Eric? And Sean's making a sandwich. And she's like, Oh, Eric, like he's gone. I'm going to miss him so much. And Eric's like, or Sean's like, no, Eric's here. Oh, good. Oh, oh good. We missed it before. <laughs> Jack was like, if we turn them in, that would look good on a um, on a resume. And I'll get a oh, great yeah. job and I'll be able to buy a house with private security. I'll shoot you if you ever come near me. <laughs> and Eric's just like, oh, that means a lot. Um, yes. Yes, he does. I mean, if Jack has all these prospects, why does he keep hanging around Eric? I don't, I don't know habit i guess well he's enjoyed it up until he changed his haircut Mm -hmm. broke him and rachel up with his master plan that could be it too he knows Mm -hmm. he found out um but then they find out what eric's plan is to you know lay low Mm -hmm. and he comes out dressed as a woman he comes out dressed uh, in a magenta dress Mm -hmm. and sean using his expertise Yes with the dress, no with the face. <laughs> yes. Um, it was it was a nice little little turnaround. It's um, true. It's it's nice to see Sean calling back to when he got in touch with his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's like, We need to we need to help you out, Eric. We need to, you know, what's your new name? You need to look inside and like decide who you are. And he's like, I'm Orgo Svetlana. Who is a real shot put champion, right? Uh-huh. I think yeah. so. That name sounds familiar. Um, and he's like, no, that's not it. And so he's like, go look in the mirror and like see what you see. <laughs> and so he does. And it's kind of cut where Sean, you can see Sean's face in the mirror looking and watching him discover this part about himself. And he's mm-hmm. just like, I am Chantal Dubois. Chantal Dubois, a shy little French girl. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he gets really excited about being Chantal. And then he, He's like, oh, it's so good to discover oneself. And then he gives a blonde wig to Jack and says, your name is Lala. Yeah, you don't get to discover yourself. Um, yeah. Um, there's a running joke in this whole thing that Eric is ugly as a girl. I don't like it. It's not a good joke. No, it's, and I don't think it's true. Yeah, it's, it's real just perplexing, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever mention it again. So there you go. There's the running joke. The running joke. I am but ugly. Um, yeah. Now we just—they're not going to mention it anymore. Yeah, we don't need to talk about people's looks. And like, I don't know. It just seems oddly like <laughs> girl with a guy face. Yeah. And this, this is not the humor I want to trade in. The show seems to want to. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just because it's low hanging fruit. It is. It is the lowest of hanging. Um, they swing right for it. Yes. Uh, the the part that really bothers me is when uh, 
Topanga seems so offended by it. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Shut up, Topanga. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Chantel and Lala. Yes. And then I believe we cut to the apartment. Yes, and it. Corey is standing there. He's like, my favorite color is yellow. It makes my me happy. My favorite color is yellow. I'm such a happy fellow. It makes me jiggle like jello. Yes, and then Topanga comes in. He's like, hello. Uh, and there was a there was a sale. He, no, he, he bought it was, it was yellow. Huh? It was a low price. Yeah, he bought yellow paint for the same price that the city gets it. Three ninety nine. I can. Um, and yeah, he's painted the entire apartment bright yellow. I'm gonna do some cost figuring here, because um, he's painted so much of this yellow. I mean, I'm looking here, just like, because I figured they have a little one-bedroom apartment. Um, it says two gallons of paint can cover up to 800 square feet, which is enough to cover an average-sized room. This is the most common amount needed, um, especially when considering second coat coverage. But I don't know how many square feet, and, um, well, now this is saying, okay, yeah, that's right. I guess we need to figure out how many square feet their apartment is. I mean... I would say it's probably smaller than your average one bedroom, we are led to believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just do, I mean, we haven't seen their ba- their bedroom yet, but I assume it's all yellow as well. But if we're looking at the of the, at the, the room, we're trying to figure it out, I'd imagine their couch is probably about five feet across. I mean, it's a little more of a love seat. Yeah, um, it's not great. It's, it's just probably like four feet. Perhaps. Um, so we're probably looking at 10 feet from door to wall. Does that seem right? Probably 10 feet mm, there. Yeah, maybe 12. Maybe 12. We'll call it a 12 by 12. Just a 12 by 12 bedroom. Um, See, I think we, we are supposed to believe that the width is much smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's longer, you think? I, uh, I, would, I would think it would be 12 this way and like 10 this way, maybe eight. Sure, what is that, 120? Yeah. That's the floor, 120 square feet. I don't know what walls we're looking at. Probably like a standard kind of eight-foot ceiling. They're pretty tall. Yeah. Surprisingly. He's on that ladder. This is important. This is important work because I want to see how much Corey paid for all this paint. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say probably we're looking we – can, we can overestimate it and do maybe 150. Okay. And then, I mean, I actually need to do the math. Um, so if we're looking at it, just the total square footage we would need to paint, we have two walls that are 10 by 8, which is 80 feet, times 2, which is 160 feet. The others we said were 15 times 8 times 2. 240 plus 160 is 400 square feet. So that would take like a can, roughly. Um, and our bedroom... We got the bedroom and bathroom. Let's even say those are about the same size. So we're looking at Corey getting out of this thing for maybe less than 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he buys four just to be safe. Perhaps. I mean, why not at these prices? At these um, prices? It's the same yellow that is the, the lines that they paint on the road. Mm-hmm. It's very bright. And then he buys two tons of cork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much cork. Um, but he shows to Panga and she's just like, oh, what? Wow. Um, this is amazing. <laughs> I clearly not thinking that. And she's just yeah. like, I was so surprised. He's like, I want to surprise you every day. She says, How 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 many is that? I don't know. It's a surprise. 
And then he bolts out of the room, and she's like, where, where are you going? And he's like, um, of course I'm going to Cork World. Cork World. <laughs> Cork World. I love it. Me too. I'll take a Cork table. Yeah. Give the, it to Think of all the money you'll save on coasters. You get them too. Yeah. I got them anyway. Um, but yeah. So that was weird. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's very sweet. Corey is very likable. Corey's being adorable. Yep. Um, uncharacteristically so, I might say. Corey's being delightful. Topanga is being sweet and I sort of. Mm-hmm. Sort of not, but sort of. Sort of yes, yeah, sort of. Um, but then we come, we're back to the union and in walks Chantal. Yes. Um, and then she's like, la la, come on, la la. And then in walks Jack. Mm-hmm. Jack comes in fully transformed. Not really. <laughs> No, he looks pretty much like Jack in a wig. Yep, he does. He shaves his goatee. I don't know if he has a goatee at the beginning, but he definitely. I does would, one. I would uh, argue Eric looks more like a girl. I me too. Um, but everyone thinks Jack's a hottie. Mm-hmm. Because Jack is hot. Yeah, that's the thing. Even as a girl, Jack hotness knows no gender. I that is true though. He's just hot or not. Yep. You're hot because you fly. You're not because you're not. Exactly. And I guess I guess Eric is not fly. Yeah, and Jack apparently is. And Luther is instantly into him and wants to talk alone. Mm-hmm. And Feeney would like to have a word with Eric. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney will not be our MVP. Of no, he's episode. just so mean. <laughs> he's pretty and you look like a buffalo. What's there to talk about? Yeah. What just happened? What? Fe- Double D's, just like your grades. What just happened? What? Why? What? Mr. Feeney. You're an educator. What is happening? So mean. And that, that's the end of Feeney. What we don't see is right at, when Feeney's over there, he's talking with the dean and a few other college people. They're like, oh, Feeney, you're tenured now. Um, <laughs> your job is secure. And he's like, great. Now I can finally finally stop holding back. <laughs> he's going to go insult all the kids. Yes, you look like a buffalo. And this just completely shatters Eric. Yes. Um, because, again, we're getting a running joke, and I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, ever, he's he's talking about ugly as everyone's telling him he's right. Um, and uh, Luther is taking Jack to dinner. La la on a date. Yeah. That, there's that. Yep. And is this Eric is sitting over there crying into pain? Not- sees him. Or, no, because we have... Do we have Cork World? Yeah, we have. I guess this one has to end with Cork. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because Topanga's there, and then Corey comes up, and he's like, "I've been to Cork World. Can you believe it? They're closing. They're going out of business." So he's I bought like, everything they had. Everything. And he's like, "Look at this Cork coffee table. Think of how much we'll save on coasters." And she's like, "But what if I wanted coasters? Got them anyway." And he's just so excited. He's going to Thumbtack City. Yeah, she's like, he's like, "Well, gotta go." And she's like, "Where are you going now?" And he's like. Uh, I think that was obvious. I just bought two tons of cork. Thumbtack City. Two tons of cork is a lot of cork. That's a, it's, it's a very light substance. Are you are you googling what would constitute two tons of cork? Yes. I, I don't know that that's worth it, Cameron. Two tons of cork. It can't. It surely can't fit in their apartment. These numbers mean nothing to me. <laughs> um, like, you can't fit in your little apartment we just did the made up math on that and it's not very big um, let's see how much a 
quark bed frame. Does such a thing exist? In the world of quark, probably. Oh. My wife is apparently watching RuPaul's Drag Race. I can hear it. Oh. Oh, here's a quark bed frame. Oh, it's cute. I think it may just be the color quark. You know, that's such a such an eye-catching color. I mean, it is nicely textured. It is, it is a good neutral that you would decorate around. You know what? I'm a quark fan. Okay, be a quark fan. Corey, you get all the quark you want. I can't find the weight of cork furniture. I've tried. I know. It's okay. Um, now there are no be- couches made out of cork either. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of cork. And he's going to need a lot of thumbtacks. Two tons of cork. So much cork. Um, and Topanga sees Eric crying there. And he, like, looks at her and she's like, ugh. And kind of goes yeah. away. Yeah, and he talks about being ugly some more i don't care mm-hmm. um yeah and then, i think wilford l does a really good job he does wilford l does do a really good job i wish he was given like, more i wish material. there was more material to work yeah. with i am ugly yeah the whole joke is i am ugly okay whatever yeah. um but yeah and then we weirdly go like straight to another topanga and uh eric interaction and i know <laughs> Why didn't that just happen in the last scene? I don't really understand. Yeah. I don't know why we needed to separate them, but Topanga's out reading. Yeah, and Corey comes up real quick. And uh-huh. like, Come back to the apartment. You'll love what I've just done. She's like, she's oh, like, sure. I'll, I'll come back someday. <laughs> why couldn't this have been more of the episode? Yeah. It yeah, deserves yeah, yeah. more than the, the four sort of scenes that it gets. Um, I just want to say, Corey is being an extremely hard worker. Uh-huh. You know, it's a side of him we haven't really seen. It is a side of him we haven't really seen. Um, maybe he caught the pipe-fixing bug, I guess. Yeah, he's just like, fix that pipe, and like, we'll get to it when we get to the stuff that he did in the apartment. <laughs> in a yeah. moment. Because some of it's very impressive. A lot of it's very impressive. Um, um but Topanga is there talking with Eric. It is funny when, like, Eric shakes her hand and she's like, oh, like, you're so strong. And I'm like, later he, like, hits her on the arm. And she's just like, oh, because she's not expecting it from this shy little French girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know. Have a conversation. And I mean, maybe maybe it's my brain that was doing this and not the show. But, like, it seems like they're trying to, like, relate what Eric's going through to what Topanga's going through. Yeah, there's not really a, there's not really a connection point there. Um, my husband is redecorating our apartment without asking me and getting my input. I'm cross-dressing to avoid getting murdered by a person that I helped bust. The and everyone thinks I'm ugly. Apartment. And everyone thinks I'm ugly. Those are clearly related. Yeah, but Eric tells Topanga what she really knew all along. That Corey loves her completely, and that he will listen when she says things. Mm-hmm. And like, you're right; you have a beautiful soul. And that's all. That's all Chantal needed. Yeah, Chantal is now ready. She's now beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um. Meanwhile, Jack is getting back from his date. Yes. And if everyone is hurting Eric's feelings so much, why is he just hanging out in the union? He's got an apartment. <laughs> He can go literally anywhere else. 
But he's just crazy hanging Luther. Out. I don't know if Crazy Luther knows where he lives. I, I would assume no. Mm-hmm. It is funny when he's talking with Topanga in the last scene where he's like, I'm talking about Crazy Luther, and she's like, the stereo guy? Yes, she does make a callback to the stereo guy. And he says, no, the finger-eating guy. Okay. She's just like puzzled. Like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they, uh, Jack and Luther get back, and Luther's like, I brought your dinner and shoes. Now what you going to do for me or whatever? Uh-huh. Are you going to come back to my place or not? She's like, well, you think I can just be bought? It's like, what do you got? Like, what do you, what do you drive? I meant to ask my wife what slingbacks are. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. To do this is what Google is for. I feel like you work at the heel. Yeah, it's a, okay. I mean, it's a it's a heel, but it's like just a strap around the back instead of like a solid shoe all the way around. Like, like a slingshot? Is it like stretchy? It's not really stretching, but like if you were to look at the shoe, you'd have the heel, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a point, but it could just be like a a heel. But rather than you know like a normal shoe where you have the whole back of the shoe that goes around, almost like a Chaco, where it's just the back of it kind of just wraps around and it's not connected to the rest of the bottom back of the shoe. Okay. Okay. My Chacos, my sling bags. Yeah, my Chacos are my sling bag. See, sling bags are for guys, too. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I can put my Crocs in sling bag mode. No one does that. Yes, they do. It's sport mode, man. Yeah, no one uses sport mode. When you're doing sports, you do. No, I don't believe it. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but he tells Crazy Luther that he wants his car. He's like, well, you ain't getting that. Yeah. And uh, Eric is, or Jack is really trying to just get out of the date until like Luther basically talks about how he's trying to find these two guys to kill because nobody ever makes a fool out of him in front of his boys. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, so your reputation's really important to you. Mm-hmm. And so he realizes the the thing he must do to yeah. end this. So he tells Chantel that to get the camera because there there needs to be a picture for Luther to show to his boys. Mm-hmm. And Chantel does not get it. No, she's like, but you're, this isn't real, right? Um, she's just like, close your eyes and pucker up for a big surprise. Um, and then. Um, he takes the wig off and is like flexing in front of Crazy Luther. Mm-hmm. While well, he makes a kissy face. Uh-huh. And uh, Eric takes the picture. They um, have Luther open his eyes and he is mortified. Mm-hmm. A man? A man? I just went out to dinner and bought shoes with a man? And um, he's like, and you ever come near us? This picture goes on the school website. And then he reaches for the picture and Jack puts it in his bra, and then he reaches into the bra, and Eric takes another picture. Yeah, which he puts in his bra. Yeah. So they got him. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Take that, crazy Luther. They might not think he's a turf if those pictures get out, and we know we got to think he's a turf. Mm-hmm. That's how you get to be cool. Yeah, exactly. If it sounds like I'm tired, I am. Trans <laughs> in this country has become exhausting. It is. It is exhausting. Like, I saw so many posts yesterday about the pride flag at the White House and how queerness was a new religious cult. I just don't. Shut up. Just shut up. We don't got time for that. We don't. 
live your best life however you live it, as long as you don't do it hating others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, career. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. If if you're like, what's wrong with Chance right now? I'm just like, I don't have time for any of this. <laughs> also, it's Tuesday night. We're it recording is. this, and so everything's just thrown off. Everything. Everything. Um. Yeah. And then Crazy Loser says, no, "Okay, I won't go near you guys," and then leaves. And well, he's just like, "I won't um, look at you again." And like, or I won't look at you, whatever. And then he looks at Eric like, "I'll, no, I'll look at you never." Yeah. Um, to Eric. And then he goes off, and then that's that for them. We're just gonna leave that over here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that. And then we're back. Is psyching herself up. She's gonna tell Corey how she feels, but also be kind and tell her how much she loves and supports him. She comes in, and Corey has painted the house again and bought all new furniture. He basically did like an extreme home makeover. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he, he he. Cut mold, cut paint on molding. Like he put an entire inset bookshelf into uh-huh. the wall, the paper thin walls. Yeah, the, the paper thin walls. Like he, did they put a nook? I don't know if there was a nook. I gotta look. Um, yeah, basically all this episode was missing was Ty Pennington shouting, "Move that bus! Move that bus!" For how extreme of a makeover this. Was. We told the story last week of how Terrace was on Extreme Home Makeover, right? No, he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Terrace, uh, Terrace's uncle got an extreme home makeover when we were in, I don't know, maybe 10th grade? Cool. And uh, he got to go film it. But it took them two days. All he was in was the reactions and the interviews at the end. Mm-hmm. And he said like he had to wear the same suit two days in a row. And like they, they had people make, make sure his hair matched. And like they had to react to it like seven or eight times, he said. Um, and film their reactions at like different angles, different angles, and like they had to be coached through their like how what 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 the what it meant to them that it looked so new. And <laughs> That's so funny. Like it was a, it was like a two day shooting thing for. I probably watched that episode. I don't think I ever did. I was a, we were I was a big fan. You what we would do Sunday night? We had youth group. And then we went over to my youth pastor's house and we would have dinner and like cookies or something. And we would watch Extreme Home Makeover. Huh. And then we would turn it off when it started Desperate Housewives. We were not about that life. Not about that Desperate Housewives life. We like no. our housewives. Meek and mild. <laughs> Meek. That's a good one. Here um, Baptist Convention. Okay. Women should be seen, not heard. I don't actually oh, no. that. Can we just put that out there? I don't believe that's true. Yeah, no, no, no. About myself. Southern Baptist Convention, perhaps. Okay, he put the microwave where they said they were going to put the bookshelf. Ah, man. Was there a window there in that last episode? I don't think so. Or if there was, it was papered over. Now I have to look. Because if Corey installed a window, we got to give him the props he deserves. <laughs> but you don't actually see is they moved apartment to a non... They had to reopen the murder case. Oh, no, there is a window there. Oh, that's good, because that would be ridiculous. But Corey still deserves a lot of props. He does. He does. The whole time he's doing it, he's just like, take that, Dad. Take <laughs> that, Dad. Take that, father of mine. Oh, yep. There it is. Huh. Okay. Wait, did Corey also take off the molding on the walls? I think it almost looked like there was wainscoting there. I, those aren't words you actually just said. 
They are words. I didn't expect you to know what they meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the tops of the walls are textured in the old episode, and in this one, they're they're plain. You know, that's an easy easy thing to do. I mean, not in the time frame that Corey did. I'm just saying, <laughs> painting a room is not easy. <laughs> like removing he did it twice. He retextured the walls. He put up wainscoting. He built an inset shelf. Totally new appliances. New furniture. Um, who even knows what the bedroom is like? There's at least a mirror in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's an impressive job he did. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of him. It's true. Whined zero times about it. He didn't. He was excited. Yeah. Um, Do you think maybe Corey has ADHD? Oh, and he, he was able to hyper focus. Well, Corey, one hundred percent has ADHD. Okay. When this was an instance where perhaps full blown, he's maybe on the full blown autism spectrum. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. But he found a thing that was interesting to him. Well, he had a reason to do it. So, yeah, he does that, and then he and Topanga have a talk about how they'll always love each other, and they need to be honest with each other, and how she can tell him anything. And she because he out. knew she was lying. Yeah, that he knows her really well, and he's really in tune with how she feels, which normally isn't all that true. Uh, <laughs> this is a case of telling, not showing. <laughs> Well, I guess he did show, but just this one time. No, just this one time. But he has to say, I do know how to do this, because I always am this way. And it's like, I think we have a lot of evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever. We'll let we it slide have, this time. We have a Valentine's Day that says the opposite. It wasn't that long ago. Less than a year ago. Um, And uh, she says, I'm going to go look and see what you did with the bedroom. He's like, if you don't like anything, tell me. And she comes out, I don't like the mirror over the bed. I'm pretty sure it's a porn reference. Yeah, it's a sex thing. Yeah. And he's like, well, too bad. <laughs> Tough. And, that's and then the, she jumps on him and it's adorable. Yeah. And that's the joke we end on. Yeah. Um, then we go back to the student union. Jack is from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Not the cool Brooklyn that Miles Morales is from, but like a lame Brooklyn. Yeah. Just lame Brooklyn. Like New York giraffe. I don't expect anyone on here to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's kind of like how I don't bring up Common Rider very much, um, because where's the Venn diagram? For that? You're the one. You're the Venn diagram. I'm not even the Venn diagram. No, even though you should be, you would adore it. I'm sure. I'm just rewatching Mash right now. That seems odd, but okay. I think TV. I think TV peaked with Mash. Oh, okay. Everything's just been bad ever since Mash, and nothing was good before Mash. No, there, there there's been Common Rider since Mash is all. And consumes all. You are apparently Will Friedell. Really? He likes Mash? He's obsessed with Mash. Oh, man. We have a lot to talk about whenever we meet someday. That'll never happen. He brings up Mash at least once every time on Pod Meets World. Wow. Man, it's good to know we got something to talk about. He even did an ad for Keebler Cookies that they run a lot, where he says that his happy place is eating Keebler Cookies in his underwear watching Mash. That does sound pretty nice. <laughs> I gotta say, of all the things to do, that's up there. Um, yes, yeah, so Jack has a Brooklyn accent. Well, he's shooting <laughs> cool. He's trying to act tough. Cool. Uh-huh. Sean's just like, I think you're overcompensating. He's like, this is a, I'm a man. This is how a man talks. This is how a man shoots stick. And then like, he's like, I bet Eric's readjusting better than you. And then Eric comes on in and he's still Chantal. Hello, I am Chantal. Yeah, which we could have a beautiful moment if this wasn't a one-off, he's mm-hmm. like, I found the true me. 
It's like, oh, good for you, Eric. Cool. But then a girl walks by. And she's like, now I want to get in touch with her feminine side. <laughs> yep. And he's like, oh, hello. Do you want to be best friends? And then that's, mm -hmm. that's the end. There it is. That's it. That's it. We've somehow managed to talk for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, but mostly that wasn't about the episode, I don't think. No, you know, we don't need to say that part. Yeah, and the ending is fine. Like, the ending to the, the, the Jack and Eric story. Mm -hmm. it, like, it's very true to that type of guy in that place. Mm -hmm. So I get it. It's still a bummer. It's still like, huh, people might not think I'm heteronormative. What's... No, my boys can't know that. Um... So, like, that's the resolution. It's kind of a bummer. It seems lazy. Why crazy Luther doesn't go out to dinner and buy shoes with his boys? Yeah. That's all he did. All he did was go to dinner and buy shoes with his boys. Um, but other than that, I guess fine. Like, mm -hmm. like yeah, it's fine. According to Topanga stuff was great, I would say. I, I would, too. Not all of the Topanga stuff, but all of the Corey and Topanga stuff. Mm -hmm. Corey is surpri surprisingly delightful for once. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, ratings? This is a tough one. Because I think I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. And I enjoyed it more than I did the last two episodes. So I think I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I feel okay. good. I don't remember what I've given the last two episodes. You gave it a seven and then a 6.5. Or maybe a six. I don't know which one's you and which one's Terrace. Um, okay. I will give it... I, I think a 6.5 is fair. It's good. It's fine. It's nothing really. Um, I think it could have been improved. I think it wasn't as bad as some. Mm -hmm. Like I said, absolutely, positively not a bad episode. Positively not a great episode. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Positively not. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Who is your MVP? I think it's probably Corey. It's Corey. I mean, it just is Corey. It's Corey. Because, um, yeah, I think he's great. Like we said, he's not in it a ton, but his his player efficiency rating is top notch. It's through the roof, and we know that when he hyperfixates, he can do anything. Yeah, we just revealed Corey's real skills is carpentry. It's true. Uh, yep. Um, That's a girl meets world I would want to see, where Corey is a contractor. <laughs> yeah. And we focus less on the let me try to make every single lesson I teach my students about my daughter and her friends, um, thus increasing their self-centeredness in the way that they view the world. Mm -hmm. um, that'd be nice. But, you know, they didn't yeah. ask me about that. That's making their main character syndrome worse, though they are the main characters. So, I mean, I guess they're entitled to it. Um, yeah, and I think... Corey meets yellow and cork. Sure. Or boy meets yellow and cork. Boy meets, boy meets yellow and cork. And cork. Because he never meets Chantal. No. He no, never, Corey only ever talks to Topanga. He only ever talks to Topanga. He only ever sees Topanga. Yep. Corey could be in a figure, figment of Topanga's imagination in this episode. Mm -hmm. Topanga is the yellow apartment in the room right now with us. <laughs> do you do you still see the yellow? Do you see the Cork coffee table right now? Topanga, you know there's no such store as Cork World. <laughs> Topanga, you and I both know that Cork World burned down ten years ago. Corey, Matt, Eric's little brother? He died in a sandbox when you were three. It was a tragic. He choked on a piece of cork. <laughs> it was tragic. 
You think you think Corey told you when he was three that you had a beautiful tush and kissed you? No, no, Bonnie. That's not what children do. <laughs> children, three-year-olds don't use a word like tush. Yeah, it, come on, Corey. Come on, Topanga. <laughs> there is no Corey. He's been dead for 15 years. <laughs> well, that would be a twist. Topanga, you didn't get into Yale. Did you invent Corey as a reason why you didn't get into Yale? The real last episode of Boy Meets World, it pans out, and the Matthews house is in a snow globe being held by Eric. <laughs> Not Topanga in this case? No, Eric, actually. But it really ties in with the St. Elsewhere of it all, because Mr. Feeney was in that. That's true. That's true. I am surprised they never do that reference ever in Boy Meets World. Or Knight Rider. Well, I get why they don't do Knight Rider. Because he was a car? Yeah. They do a, They do a, The Graduate. Isn't he in The Graduate? I have no idea. I think he is. But you're talking about the water scene? Um, the pool? That and then, Missy Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? Oh, is that he was in the Yeah, Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? Yeah, he was in that. He was played Dustin Hoffman's father. I'm just going to be honest. I've never seen The Graduate. I just know, you know, through cultural osmosis. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, but saying elsewhere, saying elsewhere, I feel like is like a pretty big part of like culture. this genre of television. Yeah, whereas like Knight Rider was Knight Rider. Yeah. I mean, it's not unimportant. Well, for some reason, Hasselhoff came on an episode of Boy Meets World. I feel like you'd have to make that connection. Yeah. Or he doesn't, so you don't have to. Like, he hears Mr. Beanie talk. You sound familiar. <laughs> you sound familiar. It practically writes itself. I am sure, because it's, uh, the, the car is called Kit. Uh-huh. I'm sure someone had to have called Mr. Feeney Kit at some point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But this episode's done. It is. And if you're still listening and you live in Tennessee, way to go. Way to go. Fight the power. Take that, you people. Um, do we have any listener mail? Yes. Uh, Trenton Black, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been re-watching Boy Meets World. Um, and he's got some reports to share with us. Oh, boy. Um, basically, he is exploring... Um, how the show changes so drastically and it highlights what led to it being that way because it seems to be almost a season to season thing. But I'd also like to include that the show keeps its heart mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Oh, he's very kind. He says we're a big inspiration for the video. Oh, there's a video. Yeah. He's making one, but it's not out yet. Okay. That's very kind. Thank you. He talks about, well, yeah, go watch his video. Go read his comments on our Twitter. It's very kind. Um, I'm excited to see it. I didn't I didn't quite pick that up the first time. Um, and Trenton's always got great, great things to say. So I am sure that um, a video he puts out about Boy's World will be really, really fun and really insightful. Yeah, nice and worth a watch. Maybe two or three. Good to um, know that the show keeps its heart. Yeah, and I think it does. Even mm-hmm. now... It's got a charm and a heart. Um, I think as we are in this waning days of this version of the podcast, um, I think it's just so clear to me that the show was never meant to be consumed thusly. Well, no, but what show really is? Yeah, 
it, it, it's an interesting thing to do to a show. And I think it's fun and I think it's valuable. I've um, had a nice time. Yeah, I've had a great time. Um, and what a way to spend three years of my life. Yes, what a way. And we're not going anywhere. But um, I just, you know, I feel like my moment to moment thoughts end up just being a lot more negative than my overall thoughts. Um, season seven may be the exception because I used to kind of think I liked it a little bit. So far, hasn't necessarily shown to be the, the case. I, There's I, a couple I, of gems in there. I am looking forward to next week's episode. It's the w- episode I've been waiting all season for. Huh. Um, family. Okay. okay, okay. So, have you ever thought about how interesting it is that they had a literal wrestling match over the apartment and Eric and Jack lost, but now they live there again? It's true. Like, zero fanfare. I don't feel like we spend much time there with them. No. But, I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, it's been one episode since they got it back. And that's where we went. It's true. Maybe they spend more time there than I thought. But I I really do, like, look back on the show with with pretty great fondness. Um, Even though I feel like my moment-to-moment thoughts on the show can come a little negative mm-hmm. for sure yes so, yeah. the, arc, the arc of the show is long and it bends towards pretty good yeah yeah and the highs are really high i was just thinking about uh, on the air the other day if you weren't you should be <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> response but uh yeah if you want us to read your tweet at bgworldfever gmail.com or email <laughs> or email bgworldfever gmail.com or at BG World Fever on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Just about all of my um, Facebook comments, or Instagram, rather. Uh, let me. Pretty much anything that I post gets this um, comment on it. Promoted on at Reality Records. Yeah. <laughs> Every I single feel like we should block them, but also, like, it's free. It's coming from so many different accounts. Oh, is it? Never from Reality Records. There's just a million bot accounts. It used yeah. to be really bad. Um, like you get like three or four. I mean, I say really bad three or four. Like you know, it's such a small time thing. Who even knows? Come on, Zuck. Like you had Apple spank you in the metaverse thing this last week. Like the least you can do is to be like, "See, I got no bots." Even Elon can't do it. Not that I ever thought he could. Yeah, I was supposed to say. Really, yeah. I feel like the bot problem on Twitter is worse. Uh, yeah, I don't really engage with stuff like my DMs are just constantly flooded with are they? bots. I mean, they're in like a hidden folder, but I'll go in and like there'll be like 10 or 15 and of just like a variety of they're either in Japanese, I can't read them, or I'm new to the area and I would love to be your friend or, you know, talk with me and let's have sex. Those are like the three. Oh. There's some form of those. Oh, I have allow message requests from anyone turned off. Oh, that's smart. I need to do that. I was like, I never get, I never get like random Twitter messages. There we go. I've done that. I fixed it. You fixed it. It's been fixed. Anyway, this has been Twitter Corner. Yes. And all the hot tips about how to fix your Twitter. I don't know if there's any fixing. Um... This has been a riveting conclusion. Riveting. Riveting. Um, Play Persona 5, you guys. That's what I've been doing. 
Yeah, you're already off that Tears of the Kingdom grind. I finished Cold Steel three, and I was like, I'm gonna play Zelda. And I played it for like a week, and then I started playing Persona when I was riding on my exercise bike in the morning because it's difficult to play Tears of the Kingdom on an exercise bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just really got into it. I mean, it's a good one to get into. It's like I just finished up the fifth palace and all the aftermath. The fifth is Haru? Uh-huh. Okay. It's such a long palace and the boss fight is so stupid. It's like there's a 30-minute timer and he keeps sending out minions that you have to defeat all at once. Oh, right, right, right. And you have to do it very specifically. Uh-huh. But they'll run away if you get them down too far and then he just sends out fresh new ones. Yeah. You're right. That was a dumb one. I think I had to look up how to do that one. It's very annoying. Yeah. I think I had to look up how to do that because I was like, what am I doing wrong? It's not you doing something wrong, Chance. It's the game designers. Yeah, that one was the best one. But I'll get back on Zelda. Don't you worry. It's true. I'm enjoying myself. I've been exploring the depths. They're so scary. They are scary, but they're getting less and less scary. There's a big giant frog monster. Yeah, he's fun, though. I was having a lot of fun, but then I ran out of arrows. Yeah. Which gets infinitely more difficult. It does. Arrows are very important in this game. Um, but I think that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long, world. So long, world.